Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Blind Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Craig C.H.L. Jr. And the title of today's episode is, Will the Work Be Done? Will the Work Be Done? Uh, Our scripture is going to come from the book of John, beginning at the ninth chapter and the fourth verse. Okay, and it reads, I must work the work of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. I must work the work of him that has sent me while it is day. The night cometh, no man can work. And again, uh, the thought that we want to ponder just for today is, will the work be done? The first thing that stands out to this scripture to me is, we must work. You know, it's easy to get caught up one way or another with the ideology that you can't work. For one reason or another, we we get caught in in this cycle that we can't work. Maybe we feel like we don't have the ability to work, or maybe we feel like uh, we're not qualified to do the work. Uh, But whatever the cause may be, we must work. Uh, The scripture says we must work. Because if we're not working, then we're just standing idle. If if we're not working, then what are we really doing? I'm not saying that we are perfect people in, in any shape, form, or fashion. But what I am saying is, if we're not working towards something, if we're not working towards completing something, if we're not working towards fulfilling something, then we're just standing idle. And this scripture is giving us a charge, it's giving us a call to rise up, get up, and stand up and get to work. Rise up, get up, stand up, and get to work from wherever you are from whatever you have gotten yourself into, from whatever you have done, this scripture is calling us to rise up, get up, stand up, and do the work. And you might say, well, well, preacher, that sounds good, but I don't feel that I'm qualified. I don't feel that I have the ability to work But the truth of the matter is, is that in God, we have an endless supply of resources. We have an endless supply of resources. And I know that walking in this world, it can almost feel like we're going through a wilderness. It could almost feel like we, every day is another storm. We we facing pandemics and challenges and, and, all sorts of economic hardships and personal illnesses. And 
and, and it's a challenge sometimes just to get up. But what I want you to understand is that in God, we have endless resources and we have renewed strength in God. And, and, and so every day that you wake up, when you turn to God, when you reach for God, when you put your faith in God, you can have access to an endless supply of renewed strength and renewed resources. And everything that we need is in God. And the good thing is when we work, no matter what work that we do, whenever we go out to do the work of God, we're never alone. He's always with us. He's right by our side. And so we, in that sense, on a personal level, we are inadequate. On a personal level, we are unable. On a personal level, we lack what it takes to do the work of God. But on a spiritual level, how can we be lacking if God is with us? Because in God, there is an endless supply of resources. Everything in the world is, is God's. The earth is the Lord's and, and the fullness thereof. And if everything in the world belongs to God and God is with us, we got to get up and work. So what is the work of God then? I'm glad you asked. Well, the work of God is to surrender to the Holy Spirit. That's, that's where it all starts. You can't work for God until you have surrendered to the Holy Spirit. To some, God will send them to do the work of the apostleship. To some, God will send them to do the work of nursing. To some, God will send them to do the work of teaching. To, to some, God will send them to do the work of healing. Uh, but, but it all starts by surrendering to the spirit of God. That is not really us doing the work, but that is the spirit of God doing the work through us. And so this brings us back to the point that we are imperfect people. We are imperfect vessels. We are, are corrupt. We are um, imperfect. We are, 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 are not adequate. We are not worthy of the work of God. But when we surrender to the spirit of God, then it's not really us doing the work of God. It's the spirit of God working through us to do God's will. And so in spite of the fact that we're imperfect people, we serve a perfect God and his work is perfect. And so we can do the perfect work of God in spite of our imperfection. And so, so what is the work of God? Well, the work of God is evangelism, to reach the lost to reach those who, are, who are, have gone astray, to reach out to those who have sinned and fallen short and to let them know that there is salvation in Jesus Christ. It's so easy, it's so easy to throw somebody away. It's so easy to look down upon somebody 
to see them as worthless, to see them as, as, as inhumane, to see them as undeserving of God's mercy and God's grace. But the truth of the matter is, if we all look deep within ourselves, none of us deserve the mercy and grace of God. And so it is our work and our duty and our responsibility to reach out to the lost, to those who have gone astray, to those who have backslidden, to those who have been deemed inadequate, who have been deemed uh, inhumane, who have been deemed worthless, to reach out to them and let them know that there is a God. There is a man named Jesus who, who can heal the sin sick souls and who can make the wounded whole. There, there is a man named Jesus who got up on a cross and hung, bled, and died that we might have salvation, that we might have access to God and to eternal life. The work of God is the work of exaltation. So the work of God is the work of evangelism. The work of God is the work of exaltation. Everything in the universe that has been created was created and designed to worship God. There is nothing that exists in the universe, there is nothing that exists in this world that was not designed and created with the purpose, the sole purpose of worshiping God. From the crocodile with his sharp teeth to the whale with his large body to the winds and the waves of the sea to the sun and the solar system and the stars and the clouds and the angels and the humans, there is nothing that has been created within this creation, within this earth that was created with any other purpose other than to worship God. Now in our imperfection, many of the angelic beings and many of the human beings have stepped away from that purpose, from that calling of worship. But just because the car has broke down don't mean that the car was not intended to work when it was created. Therefore, it is our sole intended purpose. When God created us within our mother's wounds, he created us for the purpose of worship, to worship him, in our service to worship him in ministry, to worship him in evangelism, to worship him in, in, in what we do, to worship him in what we say, to worship him in who we are. We were created to worship God. And so the work of God is evangelism to reach out to the lost and the work of God is exaltation to worship him in everything that we do and everything that we are. And then the work of God is edification. The work of God is to constantly be evolving to be more and more like Christ. That's not gonna say that we ain't gonna make mistakes and we ain't gonna mess up. That's not to say that we ain't gonna fall short, but every day we ought to be evolving and becoming more and more like Christ. That is the work of edification. We ought to be working inwardly to become more and more like Christ. And then we ought to be working outwardly to become more and more like Christ. And then we ought to be helping others, other Christians, 
to become more and more like Christ. We ought to be becoming more and more like Christ on the inside, becoming more and more like Christ on the outside, and helping other Christians to continue in their journey towards becoming more and more like Christ. This is the work of edification. And God, we have God has called us to do the work of evangelism. He's called us to do the work of exaltation, and He's called us to the work of edification. And so the next thing that stands out to me about this particular verse of scripture is the question. Well, we've been called to do this great work. How did we get here? How did we get in this position to where we are now eligible to do the work of God? How did we get into these positions in life, into these places in life, into our jobs, into these houses, into these communities, into these churches? How did we get into these positions? Well, to touch a neighbor and say, I am that I am. Because Moses had a similar question when God called him and told him that he was sending him to do a great work in Egypt. How, 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 how me, God? How in the world am I capable of doing this great work that, that you are telling me that you have sent me to do? How can I go forth? and evangelize? How can I go forth and exalt? How can I go forth and edify? How can I do the work as me? I know me better than anybody else knows me. And I know my failures. I know my flaws. I know my imperfections. I know who I am. I know who I am. But God says, I am that I am. So when my focus is on who I am and not I am that I am, then I lose sight of the fact that God is all sufficient. God is my resume. There's many things that folk could say about you. And most of it would probably be true. But when the question arises, how do I do the work? How am I capable of doing the work? Tell them I've been sent by I am that I am. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's the God of righteousness. He's the God of holiness. He's the God of all sufficiency. He's the God of grace and mercy. And he has sent me. If it were up to me, I wouldn't have sent myself. But God has sent me on an assignment here in the earth. And, 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 and when God has sent me, it's like a soldier being deployed out in, into the foremost corners of the world to fight on a mission just like the president deploys soldiers to go out and fight and carry out the mission, God has deployed us to go out and fight and carry out his mission. He has brought us up, he has brought us out, and he will 
bring us through. And, and, and so when asked, what are your qualifications? When asked how somebody like you or how somebody like I can go out and do the work of God, tell them I've been brought up by I am that I am. And, and, and in spite of everything that I've done, in spite of all of my failures and flaws and imperfections, I've been brought up by I am that I am. I've been brought out. <laughs> so I, 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 I know that I ain't fully made it to that level where God wants me to be yet, but I know I ain't what I used to be. And every day, every day, I get closer and closer to becoming the man that God has called me to be. And so I've been brought up by I am that I am, and I've been brought out by I, by I am that I am. And I know that I know that I know I'll be brought through by I am that I am. So why are we sent? Well, beloved, we are sent to serve. We are sent to serve God and we are sent to serve our fellow man. We are sent to serve, to worship God in our service. So whether your profession is teaching, banking, lawyers, doctors, whatever you might be called to do, whatever your work might be, remember that it's not just about the money. It's about how can you worship and serve God in the profession that, or the gifts and the, the calling that you have been given. How can you worship and serve God? And as I come to my close, the final thought is that the scripture says that the day and the night is coming to an end. We can sit back and, and remain idle if we choose to. But the day and the night is coming to an end. We can sit back and listen to what folks say about us. We can sit back and judge ourselves and listen to what we say about ourselves and, and dwell on our inadequacies and our, our inabilities. But the day and the night is coming to an end. And the question that you have to ask yourself is, will your work be done? Will your work be completed? When the day and the night comes to an end, will you be finished with the work that God has given you? I've taken so many time tests. And, and what you find out about a timed test is that when the time is up, you got to put the pencil down and you got to be graded based on the work that you have completed. It ain't gonna be about what folk have said about you or what folk have thought about you, but it's gonna be about have you finished the work and how much have you completed? And God will judge us based on whether or not we have finished the work that he has sent us to do. The scripture says that there is a Sabbath rest, a day of rest that comes at the end of all working. 
just as it was true in the days of Moses, it rings true for eternity. When you've done the work that God has sent you to do, when you've worked the work of him that has sent us, then there is an eternal Sabbath, a day of rest where there will be no more crying. There'll be no more dying. There'll be no more sorrow. There'll be no more trouble. If you've put your faith in Jesus and you have walked with Jesus and, and talked with Jesus and gave your life to Jesus and you surrender to the Holy Spirit and you've worked the work of God that has sent you, there will be a day of Sabbath rest where there'll be no more dying, no more crying, where there will be paradise. There will be streets paved with gold and mansions not built by hands, but you've got to do the work while it is day. For the night that is coming, and we won't be able to work no more. Time is winding down. And just like every timed test, at the end of the test, you got to put your pencil down and be graded based on the work that you have done. Will your work be done? Because if your work is not done, then you won't be able to enjoy the Sabbath rest, but there will be a hellfire for those who stood idle for those workers of iniquity. But it's not too late to give your life to Christ, to, to open up your heart and to open up your mind and surrender to the Holy Spirit. And if you're ready, God is waiting. All you have to do is open up your heart and open up your mind and, and come to God and God will meet you right where you are as imperfect and messed up as we might be, he will meet us right where we are with grace, with mercy, and with unfailing love. May the Lord bless you and may he keep you as my prayer. Amen.